Welcome to this edition of Morgan He Asked For podcast. Solo today on Thanksgiving Eve. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Hopefully everybody's able to get with their family and enjoy some drinks or anything that they like to do on this day. I just cracked uh, open my first beer a little, little afternoon here on uh, Thanksgiving Eve. So this should be pretty short. I'm going to be solo today. Trevor's uh, a little busy today and trying to get something out a little bit before Thanksgiving. Uh, but we might be able to get something in later this weekend as well. So this one will be pretty short. Um, just kind of, we'll start with the Cyclones here. Obviously, it was at the game as usual. Uh, most of the time, this game was in reach for the Cyclones, but you knew it was going to be a tough, tough task. They ended up falling 26 to 16. Slow start again. Six to three at halftime with a missed field goal by the Cyclones and then give up, you know, last couple of minutes uh, drive to get Texas a, a field goal opportunity that they capitalized on. But overall, great first half for the Cyclones. Second half, you, again, you just knew Texas looked better, looked bigger, looked faster, but the Cyclones were holding their own. Cyclones just unfortunately could never establish the run. Nine yards rushing total on the day on 21 carries, I think. Uh, but they were able to move the ball passing a little bit better maybe than I thought. Um, you know, gave up, you know, a couple plays there, but got back in it. Going for the extra point to get within three. Blocked extra point, returned for two points for Texas. And that essentially, I think, ended the game. You know, it just put it, it took all the wind out of the sails of the stadium. They did juicy wiggle right after that. And I understand they do it on the first touchdown, always in the second half, but it was just a poor time to do that because everybody was so deflated on what just happened because it went from a three point game, you know, to, you know, a five point game. And so it went from one possession to two possession and just, you knew the Cyclones had to keep it within as close as they could. They'd given up a touchdown. They went down and scored, but it just didn't work out the way it was. You know, ended up kind of went back and forth. I had a good play call there on fourth and one with the 60-yard touchdown pass to Easton Dean, but just never was really in it again. And, and you knew the outcome uh, well before the game was actually over, and and that sucks. Uh, but Texas is pretty good, and, and I expect them to win the Big 12 and – depending on how everything else goes, you know, possibly in the, in the college football playoff, you know, no, no guarantees there, but just depending on whatever, everything else that happens goes, um, you know, uh, coming up Kansas state Saturday night, again, like their fourth straight night game, seven o'clock at Manhattan, Kansas. I, I truly think this is going to be a tough game and I'm a little bit afraid for the Cyclones. I think this one could get out of hand. Um, the Texas game took a lot out of them. There's a lot of people that got bumped and bruised, and it was a physical game. Texas is super physical. Iowa State super physical. Um, Malik Verdon is is hurt, and I, I don't believe he's going to play. And he missed a game or two earlier in the season, and that defense just isn't as good when him or Jeremiah Cooper aren't playing. And unfortunately, both of them have missed time this year. So – I'm a little bit worried about the Cyclones. I hope they keep it close and, and can keep it uh, within reason and, and give themselves a chance to win. But 
I'm a little bit skeptical there, even as a diehard uh, Cyclone fans. Now, I, I do want to talk about the Big 12, you know, uh, championship game. I call it just ridiculous, ridiculous tiebreakers. I, I don't know what they're all doing. And this is going to become more and more. And I think we talked about this uh, a little bit last week with Trevor, but Iowa State actually still has a shot to go to the Big 12 championship game, which is absolutely crazy to me. Now, I it, it's very unreal. They have to win, and like eight other things all have to happen. So it's very unrealistic. But um, just everything that I have read, and it just looks like the most likely scenario is Oklahoma State versus Texas. Oklahoma State's tough to swallow, in my opinion. Uh, Iowa State beat them at the beginning of the year. They lost to South Alabama. And then they just got beat by Central Florida 45-3. to But that's their only two. They lost to Iowa State, and they lost to Central Florida. Both teams that you could qualify as not top of the league. So what's happening is all these teams beat each other up in – at the top, you know, Kansas State, um, Oklahoma, Texas. Well, Kansas, Oklahoma State ended up beating several of them. They're lot. They didn't lose to any of the top teams. They lost to middle of the pack, uh, and, and in Central Florida's case, bottom. So they beat Kansas State. They beat Oklahoma. They beat you know. I mean, they beat the teams that they are in a battle with. So looks to me like Oklahoma State's gonna gonna move on as long as they win on Saturday. And then Texas, uh, you know, has has the the clearest path with them as well. So looks like Texas, Oklahoma State, and obviously Texas will be a big, big favorite there uh, because Texas and Oklahoma State didn't play. That's a that's another thing that's going to happen more and more. Our teams are not going to play each other in a conference, and without the divisions, there's no you know separation on. You know, at least if you're in a division, you played everybody in your division. So there is a head-to-head. So just no more head-to-heads. And this is going to happen in the Big Ten and the SEC. And it's just going to become more and more even more with the Big 12 because we're adding two teams next year. So it's going to be very interesting going forward. Um, and then, you know, um, set that. Uh, so in a couple of weeks, we'll find out where Iowa State goes. Kind of looks like right now. Kind of the three bowls that I've heard and seen the most online is uh, Shreveport, which is the Independence Bowl, Liberty Bowl in Memphis, Tennessee, or the Guaranteed Rate Bowl out in Phoenix. Those are kind of the three most uh, likely bowls for the Cyclones, depending on how everything goes over the next couple of weeks. All right, now moving on to Iowa, 15-13 win over Illinois. They just win. That's just, I, I don't know how they do it. Uh, it's not pretty, but they win. Um, you know, they, they scored with a few minutes left on a 30 yard, 30 yard touchdown run, uh, by Johnson there. Um, great, great for Kirk and Brian. You want Brian go out, uh, his last game as a, as a coach and, and part of the Hawkeye program as a winner. Um, you could tell how emotional it was for him and Kirk, obviously Kirk's been emotional, uh, the last few years there, the older he get, the more emotional. And I don't blame him one bit. Um, Brian, you know, as a, as a player and coach and now offensive coordinator has spent most of his adult life at, uh, at the university of Iowa and even a little bit before college there, you know, I think Brian's right about 40 years old. 
Uh, so, you know, when Kirk moved to Iowa, he was 15. So he played high school football there at City High and, and then played for his dad and was a really, really good football player and then spent some time in the NFL and then came back to coach with his dad and everything. So great for them. Clinched the Big Ten West, so they will play the winner of the Ohio State-Michigan game this weekend. And, you know, however that goes, it goes. Uh, but they're going to go to a, a really nice bowl game again and, and send Brian off uh, hopefully on, on, a, on a correct foot there. But they're probably going to be massive dogs in the Big Ten title game and in their bowl game just because they're going to get bumped up by being, being uh, West champs. But you never know. In one game, things happen. And that's all you can have. It, it's just like the old poker saying, a chip in a chair. Well, they're there. There's a lot of teams that would love to be there. And so you get one game where a few things go their way and, and they make uh, they make the most of it and, and pull it out. And then they're Big Ten West on the, the last time worst divisions. And then, you know, going forward, it's going to be much more difficult to get into that Big Ten title game going forward. Friday uh, morning at 11 o'clock against Nebraska coming up. Will they rest anybody? This game does not matter in the Big Ten standings at all. They could win it, lose it, tie it. Doesn't matter. I know you can't have a tie, but it does not matter what happens. They still go to Indianapolis. Now, the things that you've heard from Kirk and the players and everything, they're not going to rest anybody. If, if they can play, they're going to play. Is that a smart decision? I think it is. Um, it doesn't matter if they win that Big Ten title game. They aren't going to play for a playoff. They are not. You know, they're not going to be there. Um, and the standard for Iowa football is to beat Nebraska. They want to beat Nebraska. No questions asked. And so, especially last year where they had the chance to go to the Big Ten title game and Nebraska beat them in Kinnick Stadium to end the year. So, there is some payback. Um, you know, Kirk doesn't, you know, I don't think he likes Scott Frost. I have no idea his feelings on Matt Rule. Um, you know, Matt Rule had some real nice things to say about Brian and Kirk uh, at his press conference this week. Um, like you said, I don't think he knows them real well, but uh, you just want to win. Iowa-Nebraska is a rivalry, Big Ten West. You you know, you're going to battle over some of the same recruits and you want to say you've won eight out of the last ten or, or whatever it is. It's, it's something like that there. Um, I do think they beat um, Nebraska. Again, I think it's going to be 17-15. You know, it's going to be a weird score, and it's going to be a close score, and it's going to be a low score. Um, the over-under has hit 26. Uh, one of my buddies said this morning on Bet Rivers or Bet Fred, I can't remember which one he said, but it did hit 26. So essentially, you know, they're thinking it's oh, 13 to 12, you know, Iowa or Nebraska wins or Iowa wins. It's kind of switched back and forth as well. So. Um, just a couple other college football things. Washington went past Florida State to number four. That was a good win for Washington at Oregon State. I did not think they would win that one. And then, unfortunately for Florida State, they did get the win and everything, but their quarterback is out for the rest of the year with a broken leg. Uh, one of those gruesome injuries, you can kind of see the leg go the wrong way and everything. Um, it will be interesting to see what happens with Florida State. They got Florida this week, which is a rivalry game. They should win that one. Florida's not real good, and their quarterback broke his collarbone. So they're on a, be a battle of backup quarterbacks there. 
and then they will have Louisville in the ACC title game. So Louisville's just kind of quietly snuck up. They're in the top 10, and I think they'll have one loss on the year, maybe maybe two. I, I don't follow them real great. And, you know, can they win an ACC title with a backup quarterback? We're going to see the rest of their team how they are. And if they're undefeated, but knowing that their best player, their, their Heisman Trophy contender, isn't going to play, how will that affect them going forward? Or if they lose, obviously they're going to be done, even if they had Jordan Travis and, you know, and so forth. But just, you know, you hate to see that with anybody, but especially on a team that, that has so much to play for going forward. All right, now moving on to the NFL. I'm really just going to talk a little bit. Um, Trevor's the NFL guy, but just, you know, Brock Purdy, perfect passer rating, first time since like 1988 or 89, Joe Montana for the 49ers. You know, I think, you know, the 49ers had a little blip in the road where they lost three straight. They came back the last few weeks after their bye and, and played really good football. And they're rising back up the the power rankings of, of the NFL. And, you know, he just does what's need, needed to do. Don't make the big mistakes. Um, you know, maybe he needed to get away a little bit as well. Those guys are are human too. And um, he was starting to make a few mistakes there. And then coming back, he hasn't really made any mistakes in the last couple of games. Playing really well. And it's just super exciting as a Cyclone fan to follow him. Um, and then, you know, the game of the week was the Eagles and the Chiefs Monday night. Good game. 17-7 lead by the Chiefs. Eagles come back and win that game. Travis Kelsey with the fumble, not having his best night. And the Chiefs receivers, they have a chance to come back and win the game. Perfect pass from Mahomes and dropped for a touchdown. That's not the only drop of the, the game or the year, not the only game that they've cost themselves because of the receiving core. Will that be the downfall of the Chiefs this year? Um, their defense is playing great. Mahomes is playing really, really good, but their receivers cannot catch the ball for some reason. So hopefully they can get that fixed if you're a Chiefs fan and, and can see the Chiefs moving forward. Definitely two of the best teams in the NFL, and it would not shock anyone to see those two teams in the Super Bowl again in February out in Vegas. Um, and then last thing, as, as a Bears fan, uh, the Lions come back uh, double digits in the last four minutes. David Montgomery with the game winner with about 30 seconds left. Um, as a Bears fan, yeah, you want to win football games, but if you're going to lose, let's lose them all and get the best draft pick possible. And so I just I, – I don't watch the Bears a whole lot, I'll be honest. Uh, it's just – it's hard to watch because they're just not a functional – a positive functional football team, and it's just hard to watch. Um, really, that's all about about all I have for today. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Enjoy your time with friends, family, or whoever you spend your time with that you care for. Um, again, just going to kind of plug this. You know, if you want a koozie for me, I've got a whole box of them that, that I want to give away, and I've, I've given a lot away, but uh, just, uh, you know, like and subscribe to whatever your favorite uh, podcast player. Um, if you're looking for one, I suggest Spotify. If you do, follow and subscribe on Spotify. You'll be able to interact. I'm going to put a question out there. Um, I try to do it about every week. I'm not saying I do it every week, but if you do listen and follow on Spotify, if you scroll down to the bottom of your app there, um, you can answer that question. 
And if I see that and, and you will email me um, that answer to the question, or if you'll email me that um, like and rating that you do uh, with your address, I will mail you out that uh, that koozie. So again, Morgan, you asked for podcast at gmail.com is that um you know, email address if you would like to do that. And I want to send some of those out. But again, happy Thanksgiving and hopefully everybody has an enjoyable and has a long weekend. And if you are, enjoy that. And we'll see everybody later next week. I love that one. Four, three, one, two, three, four. Shaking those girls downtown are more than I can take. I wasted Rockies and the sailors' mouths and the boys in the back of the bus.